So, Dr. Gator, I found a new thing that works for me around dinner time without having to put something on for him while I cook dinner. This new thing that I've discovered mm-hmm. is I put Nico on the counter with mm-hmm. me. I sit him on the counter. I move all the knives. I pour myself a little wine. I pour him a little water in a wine glass. And we cook together. That's awesome. Yes. I'm loving it. Mama. Welcome, parents, to Raising Amazing. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Gator-Warsh, board-certified pediatrician specializing in integrative medicine. And I'm Serena Vincent. I'm an actor, writer, and new mother. Join us in learning and laughing as we navigate through the messy path of parenthood. And together, let's begin Raising Amazing. I don't know. So does the wine help you at all? Oh, the wine helps me through everything, every day, <laughs> every night, at about 5.36. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes cooking much more fun, I guess, Yes, right? and now he asks for his wine, but he doesn't get wine. It's in water. You know, it's water, but in a wine glass. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm probably going to get a lot of crap for that, but I don't that's know. what's I working mean, for me right now. I, I think a lot of parents love their wine, you know, within moderation, right? Of but, course, of course. But of course. Th- that's what we're talking about. We're talking about eating and, and healthy eating and getting getting kids involved today. And, you know, picky eating, it's a thing when you have a, a toddler or a young child. I mean, we're, at least at this point, pretty lucky. I know that both of our kids are pretty good eaters. I mean, I'm a foodie. I love eating. And Eli uh, has not taken up the, the picky eating t- terrible twos kind of thing. That's not an issue. I mean, stopping him is more of the issue. Right. Same <laughs> with Nico. I It's it's the Nico diet. Um, mm-hmm. I, he, I, he, he eats all of his food and half of mine. And... That is how I got back into my jeans. Mm-hmm. But for your average toddler, not surprising to be a little bit of a picky eater. And, and, and this is one of the bigger issues that a lot of parents face, especially with uh, how crappy our food is these days. That It's already hard enough to get good, nutritious, uh, get all the nutrients to them that we need. And then you compound that with a picky eater. And, and it can be a nightmare. You can be sneaking things into their food and, and making six different meals. And, and, and that becomes a nightmare yeah it's super stressful for parents and like going to bed feeling like that your kid is all your kid ate was you know tortilla chips and crackers and, mm-hmm. and a quesadilla like that that that's a lot of um puts a lot of pressure on parents yeah especially if that's guilt. all they're eating every day right you know if you have like a quesadilla one day or something it's probably going to be okay but if they're like only wanting to eat a quesadilla every single day or a chicken nugget every single day or a hot dog every single day or whatever it is i mean I don't care how good of a version you're making. There's only so much, so much of a nutrient density or so many nutrients that you can put into a quesadilla. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's some quesadilla super chefs out there that can throw everything in there. But in general, for you know, hey. you're not going to get everything <laughs> <laughs> if you're eating the same thing over and over again. Um, you, you know, even if you're going to put things in, you have to be able to get some of those things in. And some of these kids are like super stealthy finders oh, yeah. of. They're like. Oh, I know you put broccoli in there. I'm not uh, eating that. I chopped up mushrooms super, super teeny, teeny, tiny mm-hmm. and put them in the quesadilla with cheese and like other things. And he, 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 yeah, he, he would pick, he picked the little mushrooms out. Oh yeah, out. they did. They, they, yeah. find, they have a magnifying, I don't know. Yeah, they do. Um, but it's Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. Yay. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving, everyone. And so eating is on everyone's mind and. We want to enjoy our Thanksgiving. Everyone's going to eat healthy this week, right? Totally. Definitely. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Do you listen to this? But, you know, if you're going to start working on things, maybe next week, right? <laughs> so we're going to talk about how to get um, some healthier foods. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily this week. Well, but you Go ahead and do it. But if you don't do it this week, we won't, we won't come find you. Right, 
Right. Next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can get some healthier food into our toddlers. And we have an incredible guest today. We have James Berry with us. Uh, he has 16 plus years in the culinary field. He started as a private chef for celebrities like Tom Cruise, George Clooney, Gerard Butler, Sean Puffy Combs, Barbara Streisand, John Cusack. Um, he's most recently, sorry about that. You're going to have to edit that. James launched his first functional food product, Pluck. An organ-based, all-purpose seasoning. It's the first of its kind and an amazingly easy and delicious way for people to get organ meats into their diet. James is also a published author. He most recently co-authored the recipes in Dr. Alejandro Junger's New York Times bestselling book, Clean 7. Thank you so much for being here, James. Thank you, James Berry, for being here at Raising Amazing. We are so excited to have you. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. It's it's one of my missions to help raise kids and just just help families, you know. Yeah, and we're talking about picky eating today. And uh, anyone with a toddler, they probably have had to deal with this a little bit. I don't know about you, Serena, but oh yeah, um, oh yes. Uh, I mean, my kid <laughs> eats everything. He eats, I call it the Nico diet. Like he eats, you know, all of his food and then half of mine. But um, it's still hard to make sure that he gets like all of his greens in. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, weirdly enough for me too, Eli is not a picky eater. He eats everything. So we actually have the opposite problem. But in, the, in the office, in the office, it's yeah. a pretty common problem around too. Yes, just not in this studio. <laughs> um, and right, and then just in general, every everybody we have, every doctor we have on here, everything goes back to nutrition and how to, you know, have a healthy household. And we want to hear your tips on that because you are an expert. Thank you. Well, yeah. And I love that you pointed out nutrition because kids have that. That means nothing to a kid, right? They could <laughs> care less. <laughs> so for the picky eater, nutrition means nothing. Um, but I, so I find I find, you know, so I have two daughters and I actually was a picky eater. I uh, had my first taco when I was in college. <laughs> so every time we went to a taco restaurant, <laughs> every time we went to a taco restaurant, I had a hamburger. <laughs> oh so uh, that gives you an idea. But I, I know of that what I speak. <laughs> That's amazing. But, what did you, what um, so, did you eat? <laughs> Hamburgers? <laughs> growing up. Yeah. So growing up, and this is going to probably sound familiar to most families. So growing up, uh, no joke, every lunch, every school lunch was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, every single one. And the only change was when my family went from Wonder Bread to Wheat Bread because Time Magazine said Wheat Bread was better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I feel like sandwiches are not not as cool anymore. You know, they may be coming back a little bit. Sandwiches are coming back. They're coming back a little bit, but they were not cool. I mean, gluten in general was not cool for like couple years but i feel like bagels and bread are coming and back. pastas are coming back <laughs> thank god we're over that um oh i hope you're not going to tell us not to eat bread okay yeah, I, don't, I don't know if it's a good thing but it's definitely it's definitely coming back um yes i i'm happy about it well, but tell us but, but let's yeah let's definitely go into some support around picky eating so first of all i've found and i've worked with a lot of families i'm you know i have experience as a private chef and then of course i have uh, mm-hmm. i cook for my own family and, um, and I find that the first thing I do is I really try to involve the kids. You know, I think, I think many of us, you know, uh, let's just point out even meat. A lot of people don't even realize what meat comes, what animal it comes from. So, so many of us are losing touch with the source of the, the food, whether it's gardens, you know, urban gardens, or just, just 
what it takes to grow a vegetable and what does it taste like when it's pulled from the vine early versus when it's allowed to ripen more. I mean, there's so many aspects of where food comes from that we're completely out of touch with. So I would say the very first thing I would do for picky eaters is get them involved as early into the process as possible. And so for a family that might look like, well, help them with, maybe they're contributing to the grocery shopping. And even prior to that, maybe they're supporting the meal planning. One of the great ways of, I recommend people meal plan is they actually get a subscription to a book, uh, you know, a magazine like Bon Appetit or something, something to that effect. And then you all go through it as a family and you pick what meals look interesting. That's and cute. now they are now engaged, right? They're engaged and then take them when you go shopping. And let's say the recipe called for, um, I don't know, let's just say simply call for an apple. Well, let's say you guys go where the apples are and you see all the different varieties, mm -hmm. you know, and even better if you can go to a farmer's market. Now, pre-COVID, this was more, you know, more common, but I think you can still find it now. But if you go to a farmer's market and you see all those different variety of apples, you get to actually taste the different ones. And as a family, you can kind of go through and taste each one. Is What does that taste like? Is that tart? Is that sweet? Does it have a flowery taste? You know, and you can really start to identify the different tastes, but include them in on that process. I find the more that they are, in, basically to me, picky eating is, is a power struggle. So the more that they're involved in the process, they feel like they have power. I, I totally agree. And I was just in Santa Barbara and I was so, they have like really good farmer's market and they had samples and I was so excited because the samples are back. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> and yes. I think, I think yes. it actually makes yes. a huge difference yes, because you, you want your kids to try things. And mm -hmm. if they, you know, if you can go and have six different apples and 10 different plums and whatever, then you can actually see you're sampling what they actually right. like. And then you buy that one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, instead of buying all of the things yes. that they're not going to eat. Mm -hmm. Yes. And also just getting and, them involved. That, using, I was going to say that's... we're a, using... Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you, please. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, I couldn't agree more because what you were saying in terms of your advice of getting them involved, that's my number one advice in the office is getting them involved, taking them to the grocery store, getting a little garden. I mean, that that if there is one thing uh, besides reading labels, so maybe the second thing is is... Getting them involved. Those are my two big things in food. I bought Nico a little shopping cart. You have to get one in the stores on Ventura Boulevard. And oh. we take it, oh. we, we, the little baby shopping cart, and we we, we go shopping. We were at Whole Foods last yeah. night with it. The Whole Foods in West Hollywood doesn't like to see toddlers in Batman costumes pushing a cart through. That's a whole other podcast. But nobody has kids in West Hollywood but me. Okay. Um, so I this is such great info. Um, I'm, I'm curious like how, how to get... How do you focus on getting the most nutrient-dense foods into their diet, especially with kids that will, like, only eat quesadillas and macaroni and cheese? Like, you know, are you – do you recommend, you know, hiding spinach in the brownie? Are you doing those kinds of things at home? Well, I, I think that's a really good question. So I'm actually a big fan of having really clear boundaries. So, so uh, and I know some parents, you know, particularly of this of our newer generations, they're 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 nervous about that because maybe they grew up around strictness around food. So they're kind of hesitant to do that. But I find that kids, they thrive when there's clear boundaries. And so one of those might be uh, 
not bringing in the food you don't want them to eat into your household. Right. You know, one thing I hear from uh, clients and from people all the time is, you know, my kid is addicted to Cheerios. Why is that? And I said, well, Cheerios don't grow on trees. It's because <laughs> you're bringing them into your household and you are supporting your child's addiction to this. And it's unintentional. I'm not saying any parent is trying to do this on purpose. It's just, you know, we get busy and we kind of, I call it, we fall asleep at the cart. You know what I mean? And, and Dr. Joel, you just mentioned it around reading ingredients. Like sometimes we just assume, oh, well, this is healthy or that's okay. We'll take that. And I say, you know, read the ingredients. You got to read the back mm -hmm. and then be really conscious about what you bring into your household because that's going to help incredibly because we all go through emotional eating kids, adults, we all do it. But if it's not in the household, you can't do it. Right. So that's really important because you mentioned, you mentioned hiding it in brownies. And to me, that's part of the discipline of like, well, are you having desserts every day? Because if you are, then that is when you need to hide these kind of things in, in these desserts. But my whole point is that dessert should be a once in a you know once every once in a while it should not be every day right and when it is once in a while you should enjoy the real brownie enjoy the real brownie oh, i love it <laughs> you know what i mean you shouldn't have to hide healthy things in it it's right. only when you eat it every day because then you're promoting the kid is is eating desserts or snacks you know what i mean mm -hmm. like that's something that is a uh, very old old idea is that, that we have to eat snacks that we have to eat you know trick our kids into eating healthy food i I find when you just give them one choice, okay, none of this short order cooking anymore. And I'm, and I apologize to anyone if they feel I'm being too firm, but this no, is this firm is love. Great. No more short order cooking. Shorter, no more. You know, no more cooking three different meals in one day. We work hard enough. I respect all the parents out there enough to say, cook one meal. Yes. That's it. Mm -hmm. One meal. Yeah, and, and and if your kids don't eat it, it's okay. Right. It's okay if they don't eat it because you know what? They'll eat it tomorrow when they realize that you're holding strict boundaries. Right. It's and, okay. And the strict boundaries, and, and that's, again, I mean, I love what you're saying. It's, it's a lot of the advice that we give in the office, and that's a lot of advice just in picky eating in general is a lot of the picky eating comes from not setting appropriate boundaries for your kid where they, they – know that if they have the tantrum, then they get the cookie or the brownie instead of eating the meal. And you have yep. to set, okay, we have three, you know, we have three meals and three snacks in the day or, or whatever it is that you're going to do. And, and, you know, snacks doesn't have to be unhealthy, but it can be like veggies or something like that. But these are the times when you're going to eat, you know, within reason. And if you don't want to eat your meal, that's okay. But you don't get any other food mm. until that next mealtime, whatever it is. And yep. you don't get your, you don't get cookies because you didn't eat dinner. You just don't get dinner. And if you want to eat that dinner, you, you can eat it. You can eat it in yeah. half an hour. That's fine. And you know, unless you have a child who has you know weight issues and uh, medical conditions, that's something totally, totally different. That's something to work with your doctor. But we're talking about your average healthy kid, where the parents are worried because their kid's a picky eater and they're in the like ninety fifth percentile. <laughs> um, and I'm like, your your kid can miss one meal. It's fine. <laughs> right? But if you lay the law down, then okay. then they're gonna start eating the food that you choose. And you know, give them reasonable choices, not fifteen different things. To, do you want? Broccoli or do you want cauliflower? Do you want this or do you want that? And they get to pick between you know one or two, but don't cook six different things and don't go back and cook a whole other meal. That is not sustainable, not for uh, someone who's at home all the time, but definitely someone who's working. Has other, you can't be doing like eight meals. Come on. It's, no, it's crazy. <laughs> but people do. No. People do. And, and, and I recommend, and I, yeah, they really do. And I recommend, you know, when you put out those vegetables, make sure you put out one that you know is going to work. You know, mm -hmm. like in our household, we have cultured vegetables. Cultured vegetables are a really, really great 
vegetable to have on the side. They're kind of tastes like pickles. It's a little sour, but it's just so good for you. And they, they, they preserve in the refrigerator forever. What, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it's not something that's going to go bad. Explain like, what, what do you Go mean? Ahead. Like, are you familiar? What, 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 well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I have them like olives and oh, oh, pickles okay, yeah, or yeah. like sauerkraut or what are you yeah, thinking? So, yes, sauerkraut, uh, cultured vegetables is a form of sauerkraut and there's more natural sauerkraut than there is, uh, others. So you want your sauerkraut that's fermented naturally. And that might, that, that would mean like with a culture or with salt. So you mm-hmm. don't want to see vinegar in your cultured okay. vegetables. Okay. Right, but, so there's, there's pickling, but, right? But there's the vinegar and no though, vinegar. Yeah, so you want no vinegar. Is, is exactly. For, for that. For pickling, that. Pickling, okay. exactly. Yeah. I could eat a whole jar exactly. of that. That's, that's another <laughs> but, podcast. So we, <laughs> <laughs> but we always put out, we always put out, let's say we put out the broccoli, but then we say, okay, you don't want the broccoli, then you can have, you can have cultured vegetables. Choose one or the other. Uh-huh. We don't give five options. We give two. You know, because there is a such thing as dif- decision fatigue and kids go through it, too. So we, we only want to get <laughs> one or two options. That's, that's, mm. that's But you really can have good. cultured children, you know, if they're eating culture. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about organ meats? This is so interesting. We talk a lot about food on this podcast, but never about organ meats and how you're how you get your kids to to eat them when most adults aren't eating them. Yeah. Um, so glad you asked. So organ meats in my, in my judgment are one of the most nutrient dense foods on the planet. I call it mother nature's multivitamin. And that's because if you look at, wow. let's say a prenatal, mm-hmm. yeah, all the prenatals they have, you know, the vitamins and minerals, what's well, all the same vitamins and minerals that are found in organ meats. So it tells you that organ meats, the vitamins and minerals in organ meats are life forming, are life supporting. And yet, like you said, we're not getting them in our diet. So I came up with this product and it's very much for those people that are not getting in their diets. It's basically, I took freeze dried powdered organ meats and I combined it with spices and herbs. And so it's just like any old all purpose seasoning and you can sprinkle it on anything and it ups the the nutritional value of whatever you sprinkled on. You don't have that organ taste that people associate with organ meat. Right. And you also don't need to know how to cook organs. It's You can sprinkle on anything. You can get pizza to go and sprinkle it on that you know can, you can, can get mcdonald's you, and sprinkle it on that there, there might be people that don't know so you're talking about like liver uh what what is organ meat specifically in case someone's like oh, i don't i don't yeah know that that's term. great that's <laughs> great great question so organ meats refers to another name for it is awful and those are the when you go to slaughter an animal and you cut out cut it open those are the parts of the animal that fall out and so organ meats actually refers to you know the blood of the or uh, of the animal it refers to the tongue. It can refer to um, the liver, the kidney, the heart, the spleen, the pancreas. So it's not just the literal organs, but they also refer to the brain, the uh, the tongue, as I mentioned, uh, all the parts of the animal. When uh, for those of people that are thinking of nose to tail eating, so that or eating organ meats is really one step further to that nose to tail eating. This is not episode for the vegans <laughs> but we're not vegans in this room so <laughs> no. we're good no, no I'm, and, I'm super excited no, about but this I, I think it's imp- you know yeah there are some people that are very 
one-sided, right? You know, very vegan, very vegetarian, very, you know, much on the meats. And that's not the way that either one of us are. We talk mm-hmm. about all things and we're that's not judging anybody. No you know, if you're way. a vegan vegetarian, that's great. We talk lots about plants and, and everything else. But um, there are lots of potential health benefits from meats too. And organ meats is something that is becoming a little bit more popular. And, and especially these days with all the nutrient deficiencies that we're seeing, we're trying to find innovative ways to get those nutrients in. And there are not that many kids that are eating you know, liver pâtés or something. So these are. This is another way. I I love this. The, when you were explaining the seasoning to me, I was thinking, oh, because I cook. I was thinking, oh, you could totally sprinkle that on and with like some, you know, roasted garlic and roasted potatoes or roasted vegetables and sprinkle it on and and cook with it. Like I want it. So or we're you can kinda... put in your brownies with all the other yeah. stuff <laughs> thrown in there. Oh, <laughs> you know, right. You put in your brownies. It's a. Uh, it's called pluck. It's called pluck and and. Uh, Right now we have one flavor, but very soon we're going to have three others. And it's it's truly an all-purpose seasoning. I mean, it's very much like Lowry's all-purpose where you can put it on anything. I mean, mm-hmm. my kids put it on their toast. Oh, and as a it. parent, so all of our parents, you know, all, all of us parents out there, we're all busy. I know that we have those days where we didn't meal plan. We didn't really prepare for the, for, for the, the evening meal. And you show up and you're like, okay, let's just go get a pizza. And you feel really, you feel a little bit like dirt as a parent. And I, and I know that feeling of like, you know, I did it again. I did, you know, my kids are eating pizza and I don't feel good about it because, because as a parent, we just want them to be healthy. Right. And what I love about this product pluck is that now you can sprinkle that on the pizza and it really does taste good. And you just feel a little bit better. You're like, well, at least they're getting the nutrients from their organ meats. I love it. Just it just makes me feel better as a parent. Yeah. And 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 at the end of the day, what is so important, you know, from all this, whether you're doing organ meats or or anything else, is just making sure that our kids are getting the nutrients that they need, because we know that they're not, you know, chronic disease rates are skyrocketing and kids, especially the toddler ages are, are picky. And so we need to find innovative ways to make sure that we get the nutrients in them. But at the end of the day, what we really want to be doing is making sure that they're eating whole healthy foods and we're cooking with them and teaching just like, you know, the first half of the talk that we had mm-hmm. today is, is, you know, to me, that's where things start. And then, uh, you know, supplementing around to make sure that we're getting everything else that that's totally fine. But um, no, uh, you know, vitamin or nutrient uh, thing that you're going to give kids is going to replace ever eating properly. So that's where we should be focusing um, you know, the bulk of what we're thinking and then trying to find innovative ways to get, you know, organ meats or, or other um, nutrients into them however we can. This is just another great option, um, and, and I love it. I, I love it, too. <laughs> can you tell everyone where they can find Pluck, where I can find Pluck, and um, how to follow you and <laughs> yeah. uh, find you and get all of your books? Yeah, so uh, Pluck can be found at eatpluck.com, and that's our website. And um, you can follow us on uh, Instagram or Facebook on uh, the handle is at Eat Pluck. And my personal one is Chef James Barry. That's Barry with an A. And, um, and then, yes, we, I have a couple of cookbooks out there. One is I contributed the cookbook. I did the recipes for uh, Dr. Alejandro Younger's recent uh, Clean 7 book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Margaret Floyd's uh, Eat Naked book. I, con- I did the recipe sections for both of those books. And then I have a cookbook out called the Naked Foods Cookbook. Um, and, and, you know, with any of these things that we've talked about today, there, there's one other piece that I would offer to families out there as we talked about getting the kids involved with the, the grocery shopping, maybe the gardening, and just getting them in touch with what they're eating and helping to choose it. But the other piece is, is to get them involved in the cooking. Yeah. You know, my, my kids are always asking me to cook. 
the meal. And when they do, I find they eat it. And, and so whatever you can do to create your, the, the environment, create the kitchen that is conducive to them supporting the cooking is the greatest thing. Like make sure that, that like their cups are accessible to them. So they don't have to ask you, you know, get, get them one of those plastic or those knives that won't cut them so that they can sit and, you know, cut with you mm -hmm. and just get them involved because the more they're involved, the more they feel grounded and, and in control of what's going in their body. And then lastly, sorry, I just want to give as Please. much value to your audience as possible. But the last thing is, is to model what you want them to do. So, you know what I mean? If you want them to eat well, then like we talked about earlier, have that be the only food in your household and you got to do it too. You got to do what you're preaching, walk your talk. They see it, they pick up on it. And so if they see you sneaking a brownie, but you're not letting them have it, then that's, that's going to teach them a lesson that you don't, you probably don't want to encourage. Yeah. Great advice. Great advice. No, no <laughs> forcing them to eat cauliflower and then post-mating Taco Bell. <laughs> no, James wouldn't yeah. have done that any before, you know, J yes. he just started his taco journey. I haven't had a Taco Bell in years, but um, I just pulled that one out. But uh, anyway, yeah. this was really, really fun and really great advice. And um, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with our community. Thank you. James is great, right? <laughs> he's had a lot of a lot of energy, and he's he's cooked food for some pretty cool people. So I feel like his food must be good. Now I now I want to try it. I I'm I want to buy his. <laughs> I'm gonna, going to get his cookbooks, but also I just wish he would come over. And yeah, we cook. should we should have had him in the studio. I'd be like, no, everybody, uh, James, we only uh, record in the studio, and all people need to come here and uh, make we your need favorite to bring food. dishes. Yeah. <laughs> make, oh, we all forgot food. Oh man. Oh my god, how amazing would that be? I mean, I'm the cook in in our home and but how amazing would that be to to have the the means to have a personal chef? Mm -hmm. Right? Very cool. I mean, just I don't even need to have a personal chef all the time. I'd just be curious to have a personal chef one day if it was him, you know. Yeah, I mean, for like okay. a, a holiday, event, a birthday, you know? an event. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. He's really cool he and, and his products really cool. It's not something that I've I don't think I've ever seen mm -hmm. anybody have like a powder slash you know, topping, that's an organ meat. And, and again, we just want to reiterate that, you know, we're talking about organ meats here. We know that there are lots of people listening that are vegans and vegetarians, and that's absolutely fine. And I have lots of patients in my office that are vegans and vegetarians, and you can be absolutely 100% healthy, um, you know, not eating meat. But we, we talk about all things here, and we don't, we don't get specific on, uh, you know, one side or the other. We just want to talk about the options available because some, you know, parents out there are talking about these things and thinking about them. And yeah. so, uh, you know, we want to bring bring uh, the information about uh, different options. But really, at the end of the day, again, uh, the point of today's talk was not to talk about organ meat, is to talk about healthy eating and picky eating and how to get healthy foods into your child. And that's one option amongst many. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the really big takeaway that I had from him was really the same messaging that, that, that I say in my office, which I think is really useful information, is getting your kids involved, including them, uh, in the choices, uh, setting appropriate, reasonable boundaries so that way you're not cooking 15 different meals and reminding kids or teaching kids where food comes from to appreciate that food so that way they're more likely to eat it and you know maybe going to a farmer's market and getting some samples. <laughs> samples, <laughs> number one, samples. Oh, I miss the samples. Me I'm too. so happy they're If I'm back. spending like you know $5 on a plum or whatever, I, I feel like I should be trying <laughs> them to make sure that the plum is delicious. <laughs> yeah. I recently took Nico to Costco and samples were back, and it was mm -hmm. so fun, mm -hmm. and he loved it. And, um, yeah, um, samples are important. Um, I also loved what he had to say about not – 
putting the spinach in the brownie, not sneaking vegetables in in that way, but like I still think you can. I think you can still sneak them in. But why can't the veg? But why can't the brownies? Well, you you can, and the brownie can just actually be a little bit healthier. But you've heard me say this before. I don't. I believe in splurging and having desserts mm-hmm. and. And all of those things. So um, I, think, I want him to eat the spinach right. and then eat the brownie. I, the goal, I think, is don't don't sneak it in because they're eating it. <laughs> but I think if they're not eating something that you really want to get in, it's okay to put those in. Especially for those kids that are super picky. Right. Then I think getting you know sneaking some things in is okay. But that shouldn't be your goal. You shouldn't be trying to sneak things in. You should be trying to get them to eat. Yeah, right, exactly. And you know what? We, we're we lucky. We don't have those kids. Our kid, My kid no. eats everything. He, we shared a Caesar salad the other day. That's just a random, like, I feel like that's a very sophisticated taste for a, um, like, it was a really good Caesar salad. For I, have a a, I have a number two. If I have a number two, they're going to be picky. I'm not going to get lucky twice like this. You might. You never know. You might. <laughs> you eat well. Sarah eats well. It's also about what you have in your home, right? What, you, what, what, what we can offer them. If there's no boxed macaroni and cheese, mm. then, then they're not going to get it. My kids never had a chicken nugget. Not shaming anybody out there who's giving their kids chicken nuggets, but like he doesn't, he doesn't even know what a chicken nugget is. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Same here. <sighs> this was fun. <laughs> All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Eat, eat, eat lots of food. Get that, get the vegetables in, but eat all the pie you want. <laughs> that's not the doctor's advice. That's my advice. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll stay quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and let's keep raising the bar on ourselves so we can raise amazing children. Thank you all so much for joining us each week. Please be sure to subscribe to the Raising Amazing podcast so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Raising Amazing Podcast to catch any extra fun goodies for you and your kiddos. And if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on the show, you can send in your questions to RaisingAmazingPodcast at gmail.com along with your name and your city. That's it for us for now. We'll catch you next Wednesday on raising amazing. Happy parenting. May the force be with you.